we have not anticipated fans taking the entire can and upending it. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. My plan is to cry a lot and then no, I'm actually going to do well. Who am I kidding? I'm great. Thankfully, the Red Bulls decided to score some points. I personally am not trying to be a homer or anything, but uh, Joe Rallis. Portland shouldn't be on the playoffs this year because they can't get their act together. 11 mils sitting on your bench, just sitting there when you could invest it into any other position. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, our review of Double Game Week 8 and preview of Round 9. This episode is brought to you by the Alderon Tourism Authority. Come visit Alderon. It's a blast. No, uh, actually brought to you by MLS Fantasy Boss and the fantastic r slash fantasy MLS subreddit. Uh, hey, it's, it's almost May the 4th, so may the 4th be with you. I'm your host, Reed Connolly, from MLS Fantasy Boss, and tonight I'm joined by Simon Thwaites uh, and Jason Wiskovich as our normal guest, and then our special guest tonight is Blaine Riffle from MLS Fantasy Boss, and then we had a last-minute super sub switcheroo going on for Mr. Guy Sanchez. As we all know, apparently he uses MLS to uh, update his availability, but we have Mike That Tiger who's joining us as well. Michael, what's up? Hey guys, how's it going? Not much. What about you guys? How are you doing today? I'm Hello, good. friends. Hey, I'm not bad. And Simon's still there someplace what? as well. Oh, I said something. <laughs> Me and Jason just talked at the same time. Oh, you guys, Come that's on, man. poor podcast etiquette that yeah, we buddy. try to adhere to when we can't see each other. Well, we'll jump right into it, guys. I'll let you do most of the talking because for me, my review of round eight is something I would prefer to not think about. So how did you fellas do during this past double game week? What up, fam? 123 points, up to fifth overall. Let's get it. Can't, it's hard, hard to follow that up. I mean, props to Simon. He should have gone last. <clears throat> yeah, seriously. Well, I had 118 points, technically 114, because I took a negative four. <clears throat> David Villa was a fantastic captaincy option, like I said originally, but I wanted it to be different. And for all you who I lured away from Villa and brought you to the to the wind train, I know it wasn't as winning as I would like it, but it was still a good pick. And for all of you that I dissuaded from picking Piotti or Benny, you're welcome. And then lastly, I'm going to toot my own horn right now because I said Valeri would still outperform most double-week game uh, players, and he did. So if you didn't listen to me, ha-ha, sucks for you. And for you who did, high-five. I'll just point out that you did not mention Lee Wynn on the podcast, though. I did not, but actually, like, so Skyler and I were talking about this on, I believe, a, a private DM, and he actually brought, uh, yeah, it's private DM or somewhere on uh, MLS Fantasy Boss, and, and I was throwing it around about captain captaining win, and then he, he was just like, just do it, be different. So I give him 50-50 credit on that, but we were twinsies, so it worked well. Very nice. Uh, 110 points for me. Um, I went ahead and went Drogba for the captain, which up until Villa's last goal seemed like the best choice. <laughs> <sighs> Mike? 
I, I had 110, just like Blaine. Um, I went Audi for my captain. All you Via owners who did well, you can thank me because I didn't captain Via, so you're welcome. <laughs> that was Well, I actually did not have any of those three players we've just been talking about. I dropped Audi for Geo, and I made him my captain, hoping to have some magic against the, the green Portland keeper that, that was started, Please. and did not have any love at all for that. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but I have done a fantastic job so far over these past few game weeks at bringing in guys and making them do absolutely nothing. So apparently I'm a curse, or as Guy Sanchez said, I am I am now the MLS fantasy intern uh, and, not, and not the fantasy <laughs> boss. So uh, not fantastic. I had 76 points, so over the average, I guess that's about the best I can say for my team. Um, not super happy with it. Some solid players just not working out for me, and I am ready to take some negatives going forward. So, yeah, yeah, not not great. And I also lost my head-to-head against Guy, who's not here to bring that up, so I'll go ahead and get that out of the way early as well. So, guys, what were your takeaways from this round? The MLS shuffle standard. think, you know, Malia would play, and... I mean, Kansas City, I think we can all agree that the only consistent is Quello. He's been in every single game. Now that I say that, he probably will sit the next two games. But I think, I think, in my opinion, one thing you can take away from the double game weeks and I think just the season overall is Valeri is a beast and he needs to be in your lineup no matter what. So let's mention a little bit more about Kansas City since we have you here, Blaine. Um, we had the shuffle. That's That's bound to happen during some of these double game weeks. But... Who is starting to stand out to you from Sporting Kansas City? I know we've had this ongoing discussion of Zusi versus Benny, and I mean even Zusi played some different roles in that second game that that gave him some more bonus points. So who's starting to stand out to you on the Sporting Kansas City team as targets going forward? Uh, Quail is the easy one, um, but yeah, I like what you bring up about Zusi playing whatever role they they fit him in. They went a three four three this week and put him in as listed as a right back. And he's just making things happen right now. I just don't know if it's going to turn into the big fantasy points every week. But he seems like a lock. Um, if Dwyer keeps struggling like he is, um, Diego Rubio is ready to go. And we we saw it back, what, two, three years ago with Bieler. He started to struggle, started off hot, cooled off a little bit, and Vermes went with the youngster and... It's worked for him in the past, so I could see that coming too. So, I've, honestly, there's really not many names in for Kansas City and fantasy that are just locks to get good points that I would be uh, gambling on at this point. So, are you a Zusi or a Benny? Um, I've if, still got Benny either, on the roster. Either. Okay. Okay. But I don't know how long I'm going to keep either one. Simon, Mike, any other takeaways? Maybe not just for you, but for players in general. Um. I don't know. Don't risk your team on guys who might not play. Like, <laughs> that was your big point last week. <laughs> I feel like, honestly, again, you can avoid most rotation by, I don't know, doing your research and figuring out who's going to play. Sometimes you're just going to get screwed, like with Melia. But even then, like, why would you take a minus four to bring in a new keeper when keeper is by far the least important position in fantasy? So... I don't know. Do your research. Figure it out. Sometimes injuries will screw you and whatever, but 
it happens to everyone, so that's just variance. And as long as you do your research, you will get hit less by that. I, I think I took away that you just need to have your great players on a double game week and give them a chance to shine. I mean, we saw it with Drogba. We were all worried, oh, is he going to get rotated? And he was one of the few who didn't get rotated out. So people who took yeah. the risk on him, they succeeded a lot. Um, so I think that was the theme for me, get the great players, players like Via, Adi, um, even Lee Wynn and, and Drogba, and those are the teams that had success this week. I thought about this, Jay. When I thought about you when I was thinking of this over the weekend. How apparently I just have one player every year. That's just this guy that I have something about that I just can't stand to pick him or put him in for about half the year. And last time it was Kaká. Kaká, yep. And apparently this time it's it's Drogba because I'm just like, nah, he's he's not playing on on artificial ground, and surely he's like the third oldest player in MLS, and so he's not going to be playing both of these double game weeks, so there's just something about Drogba that was keeping me from putting him in, and I and I suffered for that this week, well, me, but I was like, I think Jake appreciate this. Just thought. Yeah, well, me too on with the Drogba. Like, I mean, last year I had Drogba just because he's, he's a prolific goal scorer, and I mean, it doesn't matter where it is on the pitch, in the 18, outside the 18, he's still going to score, and I personally, I was like, okay, if he plays, he's going to go 120 max, but he played and he, I mean, that free kick was, was amazing, but he, uh, he's, he's scoring, but that's the thing with Drogba is like, he'll play, I mean, and, and if you look last year too, in his double game weeks, I want to say he, he scored double digits in every single double game week, but he'll, he'll do great this double game week. And then in the next double game week, he'll play 30 minutes. It's just so inconsistent. And then you got to watch out for the turf you don't know if he's gonna be, you know, playing on, you know, away games like in San Jose or LA or something like that. It just, and for that type of money, I'd rather invest it in obviously, you know, Giovinco and then double game week forwards just to have that coverage of people that you're hoping or should go 180. Yeah. So final question before we move on to some housekeeping. With with all the double game rotation that we've seen, it it almost feels worse than it was in the past years. Uh, do you guys think it's still worthwhile considering taking minus fours to bring in double game week players over a solid single game week option? I guess like first, I don't think it's worse than in previous years. I actually think it's better. Um, we just see some kind of weird ones, and like we're not getting that much rotation. I honestly think people are blowing it way out of proportion. If you don't know that Sporting Kansas City is going to rotate players, I don't know what to tell you. They always do that. Like you, sh People should know that by now. And I, I don't really see where the other rotation is happening. The other rotation is happening with teams that don't have consistent starting lineups anyway, namely Montreal. Um, so like, take a minus four if you think it's worth it. Don't if you don't, I guess is my view. Like It's all about the math. Do you think it's going to earn you the four points back or not? Yeah, for me, it's. I agree with Simon. It's like, you know, we've given you the tools to be successful, the schedule, you know, our amazing podcast with our great people that know everything there is to know about <laughs> soccer and fantasy, and we're always right. But, you know, like, we, I mean, we're in the same boat as you guys. You know, we, we're using these tools. Like, like, I use the chart multiple times a day when I'm looking at my mm -hmm. my team you know that like Sporting Kansas City has a double game week in 6, 8, and 10. There's probably going to be rotation. As Simon said, do your research, do your best to see who's you know who's been in the lineup, who's 
Who who do you think is going to play the most? Who's going to get rotated? Look in the past to see what positions rotate the most. On our podcast, numerous times we talk about this. Are center backs or wing backs, you know, more likely to get rotated? Probably the wing backs because they're running up and down the field more. Center backs, like, you know, they're just fat and lazy and like to sit in the middle. Um, so there you go. You know, just do your research. It's not as bad as everybody thinks. It's really not. Hashtag yeah, Team yeah. Simon. Yeah, Team the double J. game week rotation hasn't seemed as bad as everybody's making it out to be. I see more injuries causing it, causing rotation yeah. on the double game weeks. That's a good so point. So, like, Tier- mm. Tierney was a lock for a lot of people to go 180 minutes this last week gets hurt the week before and he's gone and it seems like rotation but it's just I think it's all getting lumped into that but it's really not as and far think, as as far as the single game weeks versus the double game week players only take the minus 4 if you're dropping a guy that's not pull, putting up consistent bonus points or you're grabbing somebody who is good point I mean I mean you get 4 points for going 180 and I mean if you're going to take a double game week guy you better make sure they're going 180 you get two bonus points a game, and you've made up your four points, plus they played, so then it's everything else. If you're giving up a guy who's getting four or five bonus points a game, it's definitely not worth it. I was going to say, I think it seemed like there's a whole lot more rotation this year because we have so many teams with multiple double game weeks in this early schedule. I mean, we've been talking about FC Dallas, Portland, Sporting Kansas City, all of those teams have their double game weeks really packed up in here. And so I think the rotation that we see is because there's just so much overload in a lot of these teams' schedules. And I think that's messing with a lot of fantasy players trying to figure out the rotation. Everything's amped up as they're trying to you know, navigate through all these games. Yeah, those are, those are great points, the injuries and, and the rotations for the schedule. And I guess we all know why we have these double game week schedules, and that's because Copa America is coming up, as well as the Canadian tournament and as well as the Euros. So it, it makes sense to sort of try to clear some of the congestion in the middle of the season to prepare for something like that. So for those of you who don't know, Copa America is coming up, and so we're going to be seeing several of our players leaving. Uh, the Voyager's Cup for the Canadian Championship is also going to be played around the same time as Copa America, so several of the Canadian players will not be available. Now, I don't know when the Canadian players are going to leave yet, but for at least the U.S. team, and that information for who's been called up from MLS is available at r slash fantasy MLS, those players are going to leave after game week 11. So you're not going to have a lot of the big names for 12 and 13 and maybe a little bit further on, depending on how things turn out. Uh, so keep an eye on your transfers when you're considering these players. We'll be getting more information from other teams as we get closer to the date. Don't have a lot of it right now, but we'll definitely have those things mentioned here on the podcast and posted at r slash fantasy MLS. I don't know about you guys, but I'm really hoping Geo gets a call up for, for the UEFA tournament. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. You guys are laughing. I really hope Gio gets a call up. I mean, because if he does well over there, I think it's going to say a lot about the league as far as some publicity for him. So it might suck from a fantasy point of view, but I, I hope he gets a call up and he does well over at UEFA. So that's that's just my little two cents worth of actual soccer talk going on. Um, other news, uh, we have injuries and suspensions, and I think, Blaine, you've been doing some research about this in some of your articles, so if you've got some guys you want to mention about injuries, I'll just let you take it from here. Yeah, and I'm actually going to immediately plug uh, MLS Injury News on Twitter. 
they're trying to get all this information out to everybody and compile it, so tweet at them if you hear something. Um, they've got four of them up already just from this weekend. Uh, Lee Wynn and Javon Watson both left early from for their game with New England. You screwed them, um, Jason. But if you go out on Reddit right now, somebody's saying that Heap said they're both were precautionary, and either one of them could be back next week. So that doesn't make anything clear at all. There is MLS. Yep. Uh, Mond, Mond has kind of been a monster for RSL, and he went off early as well. And then what? Um, MLS Injury News also had that Kaká is expected to play on Friday, which is uh, another huge one to get back. Um, pretty Everything else, I think, is pretty standard from last week. Um, I don't remember seeing Ameriqua on there last week. I think Rivero left the match early if, if people had him for the double game weeks. Uh, he left the match early against New York City. That's uh, right. Um, and Ashley, Ashley Cole got a red card, so we could see some uh, budget options there in, in LA's defense soon. Yeah. Uh, as we're talking about suspensions, uh, Godoy is suspended as well. He picked up two more yellows. Excellent. That's a good little little bit there. So plenty of time this round. No double game weeks. Games don't start until Friday. Check the injury report and the suspension news at MLSsoccer.com. Uh, you may also feel free to check out MLS injury news because they may have a bit more up-to-date information than the MLS soccer has at times. And I just tweeted them out, so go follow them on Twitter from uh, at MLSFI. Just tweeted it out. Check them out. Fantastic. Fantastic. In other news, as usual, please consider donating to our Patreon website. Um, over the past couple of weeks, we've been mentioning this, and from the very generous offerings of a few our listeners, we now have seven patrons of the MLS Fantasy Insider Patreon account for the podcast. Yeah. Uh, including uh, Mr. Michael Denton right here is, is one of our, our benefactors, one of our patrons. So thank you very much, sir. You're welcome. <laughs> You're just a good guy, Mike. I like you. You're a good friend, friend. <laughs> oh, thanks. And so the special news, if you are a patron, we can submit special posts that you can get a heads up on on news, or you can even hear the pre-show banter that goes on between the guests and the hosts of the show. And Mike has gotten to see this, but we're actually going to be rolling out an updated version of the MLS Fantasy Insider podcast logo and that's what's going to be on our stickers and on our pint glasses so that's what has caused the delay in getting those ordered but Mike has seen this logo and after the podcast goes live tonight either tonight or Tuesday I'm going to post out the the new graphic to everyone it's not drastic but did you did you think it was a pretty good update Mike yeah I thought it was good I thought it was uh, a little more nuanced and uh, a little more advanced so I think people will like it so, so guys, if, if you do enjoy the show, uh, there are some perks with the stickers and pint glasses and being able to, to come on the show sometimes or at least before the show to talk to us about tips or if you have any burning questions. So there's things that we try to give you. If you have other ideas, we'd love to hear them. And the, the more donations that we get, we'll be able to help improve the show, get some prizes, maybe some uh, our own web hosting in the future. I don't know. We haven't thought too far ahead because we didn't know how successful it would be. But if, if you do enjoy the show... 
uh, and you would like to help contribute to it, we'd love if you would just take a second to visit Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash M-L-S-F-I. And if you don't want to, if you just love listening, keep on listening because we love that you take the time to do that. So thank but you so we'll much. we'll love you more if you give us money. That's just Jason. I love you yes. just the way you are. I don't. Give me money. As I'm, I put on I'm my on, cardigan and change my shoes. I'm on Jason's side. I mean, I guess I love you all anyway, but yeah. Thank you if you're supporting us. Thank you so much. Exactly. Yeah, it helps out with a lot of stuff, especially the SoundCloud fees, which do cost money, which make all of you beautiful listeners listen to us. So if you want us to continue, we need help. Okay, well, this is starting to dangerously sound like an NPR fundraiser, so we're going to move on. Do you guys have any (laughs) other housekeeping updates before we get to questions? I was just about to say, Jason sounds like a a natural public radio person. we got to get you in here, man. I would would love to. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Jason did do some moonlighting on another radio show recently, so that's up his wheelhouse, I think. Yeah, so it it was fun. It was was good times. It was the original podcast that... Actually, kind of was a springboard for me to come on to here. So Would you like to, to mention it, so people know. Yeah, yeah, it was a. It's the Dog and Deuce show. Uh, they're they're a local um, <clears throat> radio show here in Salt Lake City that covers really uh, all things Utah sports with so the Jazz, the Utes, BYU Cougars, um, RSL, and then they also do kind of national coverage. Uh, it's it's a great little local show if you're here in Utah and like. Uh, you know, obviously, love to listen to Utah stuff. They're great for you guys. If you're out of state and want to listen to some great radio, uh, check them out at Dog and Deuce on Twitter, or just Google the Dog and Deuce Show and uh, go give them a, a like, a follow, and subscribe to their YouTube. You can see uh, you can see them live usually the day after. It's pretty cool. Awesome. So now we're gonna jump right into our questions and our picks, which I know is what everyone's come here for. So we have a couple of general questions first from the community. The first one is, people would like for you all to rank in order of expected normalcy for the rest of the season. So what's what's going to happen? Piotti's recent poor form, will that become normal? Via's hot and cold form, New York Red Bulls having good form, or Colorado staying in good form? And you guys think these are going to be consistent things that we see? Okay, so ranked number one, so the most normal. New York Red Bulls being good. They were good last year. Um, Yeah, that seems pretty self-explanatory. I don't see why they wouldn't be. They've been just a little bit off getting with it. Two, David Villa, hot and cold form. That's just how he is. That's how that team is. It's all good. Seems pretty normal. Probably a little bit more hot than cold, you know, but... um, Three, Piotti being in poor form. I also think that this is probably pretty normal. I think the first three are all pretty normal things. Um, Piotti, hella overhyped because of that week one really good performance and week two doing decently too. He has never been that incredible in fantasy and people pretending otherwise. You've been put on notice. He's fine. He's a good option. He's (laughs) not a fantasy (laughs) god, okay? Um, So, yeah, I don't know. His form has been normal. It hasn't been poor. And for Colorado being good, that's not normal. What what is this? No. I I, I hate to say it, but I I think the Red Bulls being good, um, I think is my number one. Uh, I ex- 
the, uh, Andrew wrote a piece a, a few weeks ago talking about their expected goals, and, and nothing has changed. They keep generating tons of chances, and so I would expect them to keep um, gaining points and putting up big numbers, especially since Sasha Kluschen was not called up into the U.S. Uh, men's national team camp. So he's going to be sticking around. They're going to have their pieces through the summer. So I, I think they're only going up. Um, now on David Villa, uh, I'll be the New York City homer. Uh, I'm not sure what, why people are complaining about his cold form. I mean, most of his points, he hasn't scored any lower than three. And for a forward, most of the time, that's going to be pretty good. I mean, yes, he scored goals in braces. Um, he's only he's scored two goals twice, or excuse me, three times. But, I mean, for a forward, that's kind of what you expect. You know, good one or two bonus points whenever they don't score a goal. Um, so I don't think he's all that cold. But that's my number two. Then for three, I, I guess Colorado. I still don't know what's going on, but I expect that to happen more often than Piotti not being good. I think Piotti is good. I think he's a good fantasy option, and I think this is just a blip because if, if Piotti's not doing well for Montreal, then Montreal's not doing all that well, and they, they looked pretty ugly against New York City this week, so I, I'm expecting them to make some changes to try to get him back doing what he was doing earlier in the season. So Michael is on notice, okay? <laughs> so Simon put me on notice pretty well last week, so I don't know if I want this again. <laughs> yeah, for me, I think that number, uh, obviously Red Bulls, um, I said it a couple weeks ago that it was just, it was just uh, you know, the Red Bulls are going to be back in form, and you don't want to be on the wrong side of that, so not having a BWP or question and I should have taken my own advice because I sold him and then he blew up and had two fantastic weeks. Um, Red Bulls just have too good of a roster and too expensive of a roster not to start clicking and not to start putting up points. And now that they're getting into form uh, and keeping question, I think that... Uh, and I believe they also have a double game week in... Uh, what is it? Double game week 11. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, I think that, that that's my number one. Uh, my number two is uh, <clears throat> Colorado. I actually, I said in the beginning of this year, even with Pablo's uh, shuffle, uh, don't sleep on Colorado or Chicago. Um, they're both, the, the, you know, they're both going to be uh, surprisingly better. I'm not going to say good, but better this year. In Colorado, I want to say that uh, Colorado and RSL are two of the only unbeaten home teams. Uh, I know, at least in the West. Uh, third, I think, is uh, Via's hot and cold form. Via's, you know, Via, that's how Via's been, though, even last year. He'll, he'll score in braces, he'll score hat tricks, and then he'll be quiet for two or three games. But that's kind of really any striker that you're looking at, except for maybe Gio. And then Piotti. Piotti, uh, I take Simon's stance. Piotti's a decent player. Um, you know, he's had some, some decent games, but... Uh, I think that there are better options, uh, double game week options. Um, so, yep, that's my ranking. Yeah, I really agree with almost everything that's been said here already. Um, Colorado last year was starting to look better by the end of the season, and being a sporting fan, it hurt losing to them twice. Hmm. And you could see it then, and they've only added more pieces to their to that lineup. I mean, I don't know if they're going to stay top of the West. I doubt it, but they're definitely going to be competing for a playoff spot this year. 
And with that defense they have, I don't know how they're yeah. doing it, but that's incredible. Eight goals allowed through the first nine games, I think. They had a strong home defense last year. I, I think that's the one thing we can say about Colorado as far as moving to an expected normalcy is, is I, they will continue to have a, a strong defense that will that will challenge other teams, yeah. especially, I guess, when you get uh, a new keeper coming in as well. That, that could only be be helped as well, but uh, we'll see. But, you, yeah, I, I want to take a moment to plug as well right now Andrew has a rule that you do not drop a player when they're at a have a home game. And so that's why he has had his New York Red Bulls players for the last two weeks and has been profiting from that. True. And so he wanted to make sure in our in our private conversations on Twitter that that was pointed out uh, to our group <laughs> about that. I did not have any New York Red Bulls players, so I don't feel like I am the target or or any worse for wear for that. But that is a rule that people are wondering about other takeaways. If you have a home player, you may not want to drop him. So this final question for the general is actually a question that Mike submitted, so he should be happy about this. And guys, you can just do a one-word answer if you want to. No need to go into it in great detail. But which of these three weeks uh, is controlling most of your planning for your transfers over the next few rounds? Is it round 10, 11, or 13? Um, kind of all three. I mean, it's definitely getting set up for 13. I think that's where I'm putting the most emphasis now, but I've already planned out through through 11. Uh, you got to get Geo back for his double game week. So going through it, I mean, I'm starting to look at 13, but if you don't have a plan for the next or for 10 and 11, you got to get that done first. Yeah, I agree. You do 10 first. I think it's actually. I guess I'll place some more emphasis on 10. Um because that's when there's the most double game week teams playing. And I don't think you can really get away with planning too far ahead in MLS Fantasy. I know we've said maybe like look five weeks ahead or whatever before. I always, maybe it's due to laziness, only look like two weeks ahead. Um, just like you get so many injuries and random things happening that I think looking that far ahead is really difficult and almost can just like screw you over a little bit in terms of like this massive budget thing that you plan for gets screwed by one injury and I'd rather just think ahead to like how do I get a lot of points two rounds from now while still being cognizant of the fact that there's just like a ton of teams on buys in week 13 and just maybe being like okay I'm not going to load up on guys from these teams that have buys so that I can get away with it. Yeah, the, the reason I asked the question is because a, a lot of the teams that have double game weeks in the next few weeks have buys in 13. Um, so I I'm, I'm was curious to see what y'all were going to uh, respond because it's going to be so tricky trying to navigate all this. Um, I'm looking forward to 10, but I also kept my wild card and I'm planning to use it um, in week 11 to shed all these Sporting Kansas City and Portland players. <laughs> That's going to happen for a lot of people, I think. So, um, yeah, my, my answer is 10. Yeah, for me, it's <clears throat> uh, you need to be looking at all three um, in, in serious detail, but if you're going to, you know, either you pick game week 10 or game week 11, and then you definitely have to emphasize on game week 13, because of the buys. I said this in game week six, and I said this in game week eight. 
that if you're going to be picking up players for the upcoming game weeks, you need to make sure that you're looking ahead at game week 13 to see who is on a buy. A lot of people that are having the Sporting Kansas City players, I don't see a reason why you would even drop them. You have uh, you know, a double game week in double game week 10, home game in 11, a home in 12, away in 13, a home in 14. There are no buys. You know, after this week, you can get Philadelphia Union players because they're having a double game week in 10, 12, and 15. I know that there is injury concern and some call-ups, but do your due diligence if you want to perform well, and you guys will be fine. It's that simple. But that's not, I think a good point to put into that Simon touched on is when you're planning ahead, I like to look five weeks ahead when I'm doing these in, in little chunks. Now, when I'm looking five weeks ahead, I don't say, I want this guy, then I want this guy, then I want this guy, then I want this guy. I, I like to look two or three games for specific players. After that, it becomes targeting a team. So if you are going to start looking ahead, Simon's spot on the money. You have to be aware of potential price rises and falls. You have to be aware of potential injuries. And so it becomes much more, I want to have a team made up of players from these potential targets instead of I want this specific guy. So I think that's the blend to look for when you're doing long distance planning versus your your short planning. Uh, and then and then Jay, I think you nailed it as well. Philadelphia Union, definitely a team to look for if you're looking at a 10-13 planning. New York City is also a good one, I think, to start looking at with the double game in round 11, followed by three home games. That's That's very nice. Uh, Portland Timbers, Valeri, has to be on your team going through here. That's that's the double game week, and then home to Vancouver, away to Chicago, home to San Jose. That's that's a pretty promising match yep. right there. So there are some definite options. Maybe Dallas. Dallas has had its strong opening. Maybe now they're starting their mid-game slump. I don't know, but, but Dallas could be an option with a home game against Houston. And even though Travis is not here, man, Houston is the bottom of the barrel right now. So that could be a good time. And they already opened up a can against Houston earlier in the season. So that could be a opportune time for Dallas to recover if, if they're still hurting at that point. So some pretty solid teams there that have a nice little mix of double games and home games before leaving in there. So definitely possible with trades to get your Game Week 10 team to a game week 13 team without any uh, wild carding, which perhaps that'll be a good article for us to work on, Blaine, coming up for Fancy Boss. Yeah. So getting into our, our keepers and defenders, um, no real questions with keepers or defenders, guys. Um, do you have anything you want to say about them or just want to go right into our picks? Actually, you know, I've got, I've got one question. Uh, since we do have some double games coming up, do you guys think there is a team worth having two defenders from? No. As, as much as I would like to say FC Dallas because they have a double home fixture with the rotation, I honestly, I I was so sold on Zimmerman and then he got benched this week and then they let in, what was it, four goals? Something like that. Um, which, which serves you right, Pareja. <laughs> Maybe that you, means Zimmerman will be back because they let in so, four goals. And I mean, yeah, and it's, it's like to me, like I love Zimmerman. I've had him in, and it's 6.0. Uh, I think he could be a great shout. He's been in my team all season. Um, but you want to look for, I mean, uh, Liam Ridgewell looked really good too, by the way, for Portland. I, I like Zimmerman and Ridgewell. Fantastic options. Yep. Are those your picks or you're answering the question? Both. <laughs> okay. 
Write it down. I think you can make an argument for having two Vancouver defenders if you win Ousted and um, you know someone else. Uh, like right, I am including a keeper as a defender option, yes. Yeah. Defensive uh, unit, I should say. That's, that's about it, because all the teams coming up have, have been rotated so heavily. Um, like we've said, uh, I wouldn't touch more than one from anyone else other than Vancouver. But then you got the buy on Gilmick 13, so you got to make sure you don't set yourself up to fail. Come on, everyone has Vora, right? Mm. Nah. I got I got Lamson. I got Tarbell. Woohoo. <laughs> well, since we're throwing around names, unless anybody else wants to weigh in on on picks for the the double keep double defenders, let's just get right into to our picks. Jason, uh, I'm gonna pull a Simon right now and say, if you got a keeper, keep him. If you're gonna make a substitution or a or a trade, do it for a keeper that doesn't have a buy in game week 13 and has some favorable matchups. So I'm still going to say Malia or Melia, however the hell you say his name. Um, yeah, let's see. If I was going to buy a keeper, I'd buy what's-his-face, the guy who plays for Toronto, Irwin, and have a double keeper situation. So you could have him this week. He's my pick for this week. But then you gotta have some other guy for the double game week next week. So that would mean you'd have to have two keepers. But sure, my pick for this week is Irwin and Defender is I don't know, they all suck. Why why would we care? Uh who's the guy from Call Schoberg, Schuberg? I'm really Hoberry. bad with names. That's the problem. Uh the guy, yeah, that guy, Hoberry, because they've got a good double game week and he's cheap and he produces a lot of points. And they've got a home game this week. This, like this coming from the man who is fifth overall, guys. So, so I should be do, clear. Do not do not take this advice lightly. I, I should be clear. I know who these guys are. The problem is I have like I can imagine what they look like on the field. I'm so bad with their names. It's no, just that's not I what I mean. To, like, I mean you're like this guy's fifth overall, and he's like, eh, screw your defense. Whatever, they all suck. They do though. It's not not like you get very many points from them. Like. Hopefully you just pick guys that play, and then you'll get lucky with clean sheets. So, home guys who play home games and guys who are gonna play there. Boom, you got it. I need to take Simon to Vegas. He's <laughs> <laughs> our fantasy rain man. Yeah. All right, like, yeah, I'm gonna echo Simon. Get guys that play um, favorable matchups if you can. Make sure you're grabbing somebody who's look ahead to play. Um, I don't see anything this week that really stands out. And next week, I mean, all the double game week teams seem to have one really bad matchup in there, or one that could just score a lot of goals. And by the uh, way, Simon, if you jinx RSL because they play in Colorado, and if RSL doesn't score, I'm going to be so upset with you because RSL has the most points per game in the league right now. And if we get shut out in Colorado, I'm going to shut you out. I, you're gonna get shut out. Sorry, Mike. I, I was gonna say Irwin for my goalkeeper, and basically stay with what you've got for defenders, or go someone cheaper and get the money and invest it in the midfield. None of the defenders are really standing out to me. Okay, well, kudos to you, Jason, for making some picks. You're welcome, friends. No, solid advice, though. Stay with who you have. Go for budget. I think that's the consensus of the group. Seems to be a budget defensive line is is still the way to go. So moving on to midfielders, one question that we have, and Jason, I think you're the ideal person to start this one off, 
is it time to bring in Lee Wynn? I'm going to put a caveat on that and say a healthy Lee Wynn. And thoughts on Diaz? Yeah, so I obviously brought in Lee Wynn this week as a differential. Um, but the issue with that is they play away in L.A., and L.A. has been pretty damn good in L.A., um, then they play. Then they have three home games: Chicago, Dallas, and Seattle. Um, but I think I was actually looking at um, you know who I'm gonna bring out and bring in, and I'm actually think I'm gonna keep Win throughout this spell, uh, and I'm gonna drop Piotti for Diaz. Um, I think that Diaz, if if he stays healthy first and foremost, and he can you know be one of the best fantasy players, but that's that's a big if if he can stay healthy. Um, I think though that taking you know taking consideration that Diaz has, uh, they play so they play at New York at Toronto and then have a double home game against Portland and Seattle, two more away games and then one home game. I mean they have one, one two, three, four out of their six next games are away with the double home game. So maybe think about bringing in somebody else for game week nine and then game week 10, bringing him in. Plus I think it gives you a little bit more time to make sure that he does play a full 90. He only played um, 75 minutes this last week and only scored three points. So I think that it would be wise to wait one more week to bring Diaz in. And also they're playing away in New York and New York's been pretty good. Uh, They're getting in form. So I would hold off. I'm sorry. Uh, well, yeah, they play New York. Yeah, I, w- I would hold off on Diaz one week. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to agree again on on a lot of this. Um, Lee wins. He's leaving after round 11 with the national team. He's in that initial 40 man roster. I'd hang on to him for a week or two. I know they say don't drop him on a home game, but I'm thinking about holding him for nine and then waiting and see what Diaz does and possibly switch him out for Diaz for the double game week in 10 for Dallas. Um, P- I don't have Valeri at the moment. I went a little bit different route, and so um, Piotti's gone this week for Valeri. That's just an easy call, and I know it's an upgrade, so I have to go that route, but I want to I hope Diaz is going to come back strong, but he just didn't show it to me this week. You realize that ever since since we're all dropping Piotti, Piotti's gonna score like a hat trick and three assists. So he's gonna go. He's just gonna go nuclear. I agree with with uh, what these guys have said. That was great answers. All right. Well, then let's move right on to our picks. Then, Jason. Um, I'm gonna obviously say for uh, well, Dia. I'm sorry, um, Valeri. I think is. Really, Valeri's my only one. I think Valeri and uh, the stash are the two guys that I think you need to have in your lineups. Question. And and yes, and as and as a very punty McPunterson, I can finally say it, Juralis. <laughs> Six away games though, so be careful. But he's healthy and he's back. Blaine? Yeah, let me... Um, Valeri and Kleshkin are the two really big ones that stand out right now. Um, I've had Quintero since the double game week, and he's been surprisingly good for the price point. 
what, averaging between four and six points or, or getting between four and six points, somewhere right around five since I picked him up. He's got some decent fixtures coming in. I know they've got the game with L.A. on the road for, what is it, round 11, but uh, some decent matchups at a decent price. So I'm probably going to stick with him too. He's kind of my look. Kind of my odd pick for this one. Reed, um, I had one more. I'm sorry to interrupt. Jermaine Jones. He was on my punts the past two weeks. If he continues to play the number 10 role and Papa and Powers are still injured, I think Jermaine Jones is a must-have, especially being at home against RSL and then having a double game week. So those, yeah. For my pick, I hate to be so unoriginal, but I'll say Valeri... I think a lot of the good midfielders that you're looking to pick up for next week are on away games, including Valeri, and a lot of the ones with favorable matchups this week um, maybe you don't want to pick up just because you probably will end up transferring them back out again for money. So Valeri at Vancouver. Vancouver and Portland games are usually pretty goal-scoring affairs, and now I say that, of course it won't be, but... Um, I think that, you know, rivalry game, whatever, even though it's an away game, I think you could probably expect Portland to put up a couple goals. Probably the best bet for an away team. So, Valeri seems like a good plan. Jason stole my Jermaine Jones um, because he has a home game this week. Um, if, if you want to go punt, uh, and I know Jason likes the punts, um, yep. Winger at 7.1 has a home game this week. He, he looked good. He didn't put up a whole lot of numbers. But he's the one who had the great chance that Ramondo uh, Ramondoed him on, um, <laughs> and he's only seven point one. So if you need to free up some money in the midfield to go get, uh, you know, bring Giovinco back in, uh, that might be a, an avenue for you to take. Winger actually got Scott Sterling, not Ramondoed. <laughs> yeah, Reed, I, I forgot one to throw out on the radar. Um, Tommy McNamara just killed it in the double game week. But with all the lineup changes and everything, he was actually playing on the wing for both games this weekend, or this last week. And if he keeps playing that role, I expect his points to stay up a lot higher than they have been playing a little bit deeper in the midfield. Yeah, he did do well. I was impressed. What did you think, Mike, as a New York fan? Yeah, I mean, he looks like he's got the left of forward spot locked down because I, I thought for sure he was going to get rotated with Poku uh, at some point. Um but the, the new midfield that Vieira rolled out the past two games worked really well controlling defensive chances. I mean, um, before um, the last set piece that Montreal scored on, uh, it was actually one of the best defensive performances I'd ever seen New York City uh, do. And then, of course, they did what New York City does and let in a goal. Um, <laughs> but, so I, I would expect that midfield to stay the same, um, especially with mixed disgrude. Um, leaving, maybe Pirlo leaving for Euro duty. There's some rumors about that. Um, yeah, I think McNamara is pretty locked in, into the starting lineup, so um, I, I think he's definitely a good good value for his points. Maybe we'll see Frank Lampard? No. Mike, you think Mikey Lopez has got it? You say you think that midfield's pretty well locked, or do they go with somebody like Pirlo uh, I, I and Poku together? I think Mikey Lopez had two pretty good games. I mean, I, I don't know if I would say he's a lock um, just because, 
you he's one of the few people who's not making a ton of money in New York City, and so those guys seem to get preference over the other guy. Based on his performance, I mean, he he should he had he had a great game. Um, so I, I I would think he's a pretty good bet going forward. I would probably wouldn't bring him into my fantasy team, but I, I'd probably put him on the watch list. Nice. Well, as a wild five point three is a wild card option. A lot of people are looking at it too. He's a if he's going to start, he's a good sub option. Yeah. Hail Mary right there. So moving on to our forwards. So here it comes down to a man that we've been mentioning a few times. If it comes down to Drogba versus any other Montreal player like Piotti or someone else, uh, does Drogba always win in deciding which one to put on your fantasy team? Yes, I, I think so. I mean, other than if unless you're just really concerned about the injuries, Drogba's shown over the past year that he's been in MLS that he's one of the most potent um, scorers in the league. And so I would pick him over anyone else in uh, Montreal, especially since they're doing a whole lot of rotation too um, in their midfield. Um, I mean, the only other guy you would have is Piotti. And if he's not going to be on set pieces and Drogba's taking all the free kicks, I think you go Drogba. Yeah. Simple, yes. Is that yes is all around? Anybody yes. disagree? Um, I would say for a $4 million price drop, Oduro and Drogba together have been a great pair. That would be the only one I would ever consider, but that's at a $4 million drop on price. So you'd be hoping for assists or other bonuses in order to... Well, let's see. Uh, first, game, first game of the double... Drogba got that late assist, and it was to Oduro. Mm -hmm. And Oduro had the one really pretty assist for Drogba's first yeah, goal. The back here. So, so, I mean, it's just those two together just seem to have found or are clicking, and he would be the only one I would I could ever see just going above Drogba, and that's only because of the price point. Yeah. Next question. Should somebody drop Via for Geo now that Geo is starting a home game run at or do they keep Via through the double game week 10? Why don't you already have both of them? <laughs> like, on, honestly, that's All right, the answer. Simon, get them both. Um, yeah, get them both. You, you want Via and Geo and Drogba, and then all the rest of your team is garbage, right? Is that what Well, happens? like, that's what I've had the last week, but I think you can probably drop Drogba now that he doesn't have double game weeks. He's solid, but... I think, um, who was it, Jason outlined a pretty good case against maybe like having him as a consistent part of your team earlier just sure. because of his turf and whatever and sometimes needs some rest. But, yeah, I'd find a way to get both Via and Giovinco on your team. There's got to be something, somebody other than Via that you can drop for Giovinco. I don't, yeah, I have no idea what would force you into making that decision. You should find somebody else to drop. You have four forward slots. Figure it out. Make it happen. Come on now. Um, but if you truly, like, wait. So the question, I should answer the question, though. Um, it's just it's such a ridiculous question. It's, I mean, no offense to the person who did. made I it. I think you did. Uh, no, you don't drop via for Geo. You get them both. Yeah, okay. Well, there, that's that's fair. Yeah, yeah I, I think Giovinco is going to outscore David via the next few weeks just because of the home matches. Um I'm I'm with Simon though. I think if you can put them both on, um, you you do that. But I mean, 
I mean, there's neither of them have a double game week until 11, and you know there's a number of good options in 10, like Sapong, that you're going to have to be saving transfers for. So if you have David Villa, um, I would probably wait and you know use that transfer to pick up a double game week guy, um, like an Adi or Sapong or someone like that that you don't have, um, just to maximize your potential. Yeah, I think that a lot of people have, I mean, like I had David V and Giovinco to start the year, and I dropped both of them to get double game week players, and it's, I think I'm at negative one or two points on the differential on that, so it's really not a big deal. Um, and this is the tough part, because David Villa has, I believe, what, two away games? Yeah, he has... I'm sorry. Is this right? Yeah. Okay. So he plays against uh at, or away at DC, away at Portland, away at Toronto, and then he's home for the double game week against New York, and then has three consecutive home games: Orlando, RSL, and Philadelphia. I think you would be safe to drop him for the next two weeks, so game week nine, game week ten, and pick up Giovinco for his two home games against Dallas-Vancouver and then possibly shuffle something else later for the David via double home game week. But you need... Giovinco is the most prolific goal scorer and the best MLS player this year. You need to have him in your team, and especially for their home opener and another home game and then a double home game. Just get Giovinco in your lineup. David Villa has had three away games where he scored one brace were 13 points, and then two threes. So it doesn't really, I mean, it's kind of inconsistent information, but get the home game player, get Giovinco, and captain him. It's that simple. Yeah. For a straight-up answer to the question, yes. Um, if you are if you can't get both of them in there, or if you just refuse to get both of them in there, you have to go Giovinco. I mean, simple numbers, 9.4 points per game versus 7.4 for Via. I mean, averaging this two extra points, he's got six goals in one less game, and he's he's getting he gets more assists. So I mean, just numbers alone, Giovinco's going to be the better player. And if you're only going to go with one, you ha- it has to be him. Right. Well, it sounds like we're already getting close to our picks anyway. So guys, who are you picking for your forwards for this round, Blaine? Um, Giovinco and Via, and I'm going to hold off hold on to Drogba for one more week. And that spot's going to be Sapong next week for the double game week. So it's pretty simple. Geo for me, and he's my captain. I have uh, Via and Adi. Um, I might be dropping Via for Giovinco, but uh, I'm trying to decide about the transfers, if that makes sense for me. But, uh, yeah, Adi or, and Via or Giovinco. Yeah, Adi and Giovinco for me. I have a Rudy um, for the double game week. I've had him since, like, game week five. But I think Giovinco and Adi are two that you have to have as forwards in your lineup, and you should captain Giovinco. You guys are jumping ahead. Do you guys have any must-have players? Adi and Giovinco. Okay. Gio. Diego Valeri. Okay. Yeah, that's the only other one that's out there. <laughs> yeah. And is everybody captaining Geo? Yes. Mm-hmm. Unless I see something crazy before the end, uh, before the end, or the game lock, but or the schedule lock. All right. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, you guys have any other questions that you'd like to cover that you've seen before we move on? Nope. Nope. Well, fantastic. So I have not actually looked up who the top scorer for the uh, for the league was this uh, this round. So while I do that, I'll let you guys kick off talking about the MLS Fantasy Insider head-to-head game. So Jason, why don't you lead us in that? Yeah, um, it was a it was a good week. Um, I'm trying to stall so that I can actually look it up because I was not prepared for this. Um, but I know that I actually played older goaler and it was very tight because he uh, he wild carded, um, and uh, my computer's not loading. But I know I beat him, so sorry, bro. That's all that matters, right? Exactly, that's all that matters. But actually, well. You'll go into the to next week's game because I got some words for some of those boys. Ooh. Okay, I need to talk about me and Mike's me and Mike's match. That's right. There there we, were some words said last week that need to be discussed. We we had a gif war. Um, I think I I talked too much crap on the podcast last week, and it got into a Twitter fight, and it got to a cat fight. <laughs> uh, I was on your team. Come on. <laughs> you were. It's true. Uh, yeah, so I ended up winning that one, although we both actually had really good weeks. So I felt like we – I mean, I technically won the match, but I think we both would have done really well against anyone else. So let's call it a lion fight because we the kings of this jungle, the MLS fantasy <laughs> jungle. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You guys are absolutely ridiculous. Um, although I do want to say that I'm still only sixth overall in our head-to-head league out of ten people. How am I lower in our head-to-head legal league than I am in the overall standings? It's the matchups, man. Like I don't understand that either. You have, you have 689 points, and then Fantasy Football 24-7 has 672 they're seven and one, and you're four and four. It's just been bad matchups for you, man. Because MLS, have you have you not learned this yet? Yeah, it's totally because true. MLS. Because MLS, it's just how the games work. Oh crap! I had it a second ago. <laughs> I have. Okay, so the highest points that were scored overall this round was 137 points, and it was actually by. Um, a guy from the league MLSDG, which is a Facebook group that both Blaine and I are part of. So big kudos right there. But the high score for the r slash fantasy MLS league comes from Todd Modisti. I know I, I butchered your name. I'm so sorry. Uh, but Todd was the manager of Boycottamo Returns, and he scored 131 points. So that was that was pretty fantastic. There were a couple of teams that were very near him. Another 131 points, but but Todd just edged him out with some overall points. Um, was Richard Amici from Dyslexia United. He was very close to getting, but the, the tiebreaker made it go to Todd. And then a name I've got to just give some props out to, um, Pokemon as the team name yeah. for Brian Z. That's, that's fantastic. Uh, and then another 131 that came from Kyle Gutierrez uh, with the team Rat King. So you guys had some monster scores this week, but in the end it was... Uh, it was Todd that that took the, the the overall hat with that. So congrats, Todd, and congrats to everybody else who came in so so close to having that high score. So fantastic scores. You make me feel so sad. Uh, 
You do. You feel so sad. In other news, Guy and I, wrapping up the head-to-head league, uh, went head-to-head against each other, and as already discussed, I was destroyed by Guy and Slomo Sanchez, who got 96 points. So that is just no good. Fortunately, I did beat Artaco, so I... Barely, least barely. I can say that, hey, hey, a win is barely. a win. A win is a win. It is, it is a point in the win column, which was actually a zero in my column against Guy, but it's a point in that column. So <laughs> there we go. Uh, but next week, we have some pretty big matchups. We have uh, Ivan over from Fantasy Football First taking on on Andrew. So that's going to be a nice match to keep an eye on. Though, even though Andrew did just lose to our other European counterpart from Fantasy Football 24-7. So uh, by by a respectable amount. I think it was 10 points that he lost to them by. So that, that was pretty close. So he takes on the other Euro. And then Fantasy Football 24-7 is going up against Jason. And I think you said you had some words. Yes, so number one versus number two, Titans of FMLS. They decided to send out a little wannabe scary little thing, and I sent something very polite and proper back to them. Um, But I'm telling you this right now. Fantasy Football 24-7, your reign is going to end this week. You will not be first. I'm going to destroy you and poo-poo all over your fantasy football party. So, suck it. Team America. Very nice. I so want to have the guys from Europe on the show sometime to let them respond to all of this. All this stuff. For those of you who don't know, the image that Fantasy Football 24-7 sent was this like demonic-looking bunny rabbit mask wearing person. So um, it was pretty amusing. If you guys have funny pictures or, or GIFs that you want to send, please do because we frequently get into little GIF wars and picture wars back and forth in our little DMs with each other. So pictures are fantastic, and, and Twitter is a great medium to do that on. Yes. So all that being said, I think those are all the leagues we need to recap unless you guys have some personal ones you want to mention right now. How's everybody's draft leagues going? Who are in them? I won both of my games cause, because an older goaler sent me a trade that I think he's kicking himself for. Uh, it was Nagby and um, Tesho for BWP and Mix, and it's been great for me. So and, and, you know, David Villa, though, on that team has been just killing it for me. So it's been good. Doing well. I've had a two-game slide. I've had a two-game slide in draft. Um, a couple bad manager mistakes, just putting the wrong guys on the bench. And then I ran into uh, Geo and Valeri this last week. <laughs> <laughs> no good. No good. I haven't even added my score yet, but it's probably going to be awful because the guy I played had had Sasha. So, not not good. Not good. But I don't know. I don't know how that would work. Oh, well. That, that is the way of draft. Still not sure how I think about it, but all those people who are playing it, uh, at the end of the season, I'd love to get your feedback for, for how you liked it. So finally, guys, do you have any plugs for the various projects I know all of you all are involved with? Oh, well, I, I write a weekly column for uh, Hudson River Blue, uh, one of the SB Nation blogs. Come check it out. And uh, we talked about it earlier today, but this weekend I started... Um, MLS Injury News, a Twitter account, and so I'm really w- hoping that everyone in the community can kind of help me out with this, because we all talk about every question every week is who's injured, what's their status, trying to get the latest news from all the beat writers, and so 
I've started this Twitter account so that we have one central Twitter account for all the beat writers and all the information, you know, the little information that we do have so we get in one place. So if you hear anything about someone who's injured, see somebody leave a game early, tweet at that account, I'll tweet it out to everyone else, and so that way we can have one place to go and one place to check up just to see if a player is hurt or not. So That's cool. I'm going to be following that account. I need that. <laughs> Seriously, that that's was a good account. Can we add that to our intro? I'm going to be following that account. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my plug this week, too. I didn't realize that was Mike. Yeah. Sneaky. Mm. Very sneaky. Well, I will say, be sure to check out our, the articles that are going to be going all... up. Go ahead. Oh, it's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. It wasn't I was going to say, be sure to check out all the articles that are going to be going up at MLSFantasyBoss.com. Uh, Blaine has a new series for if you're just getting into the game and you're looking at how to spend your, your first uh, $120 million, that, that's being pretty hot. Jason's articles are, of course, also very hot with his punts, uh, as well as some charts and, and, and picks that I'll be posting on there as well, and the other great articles by the writing staff there. Be sure to check out r slash fantasy MLS for all the tips, tricks, and hints that, that happen throughout the week that you'll want to keep an eye on. Uh, and also check out the articles being posted by the MLS fantasy experts like Travis and Skyler who will be joining us next week on the show. And I, I guess I post them as well, but I, I feel like I'm in a kind of a slump right now. Uh, but So be sure to check out all the advice that's out there. Lots of great resources. And Jason, did you want to say something before we throw it out? Yeah, um, I wanted to thank, obviously, um, the guys from Fantasy Football 24-7, so Mido, uh, Mike, and a couple of the other people that have sent uh, the baby registry gifts has been awesome. Uh, thank you guys so much for that. Myself my wife really appreciate it. And there's a couple people that I'm assuming have listened to this podcast that don't have Twitter or don't have any type of social media that I can get in touch with you with that have bought some... Uh, some gifts. So if if I can't, you know, thank you on Twitter or anything like that, I'd like to thank you on here. Um, I don't have the list right in front of me, but I will say it next week uh, with names. But thank you guys very much. You guys are awesome human beings, and karma comes full circle, and you guys will get yours. If it's not an open mouth kiss by me or my wife, something else good will happen to you. So thank you very much. Excellent. Well said. So with that, may the fourth be with you, and good luck.